0: Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner. And my friends, I've been waiting for you. And thank you so much for letting me come right into your space today. And today, it's not just me. Denise is with me. And Denise, I'm so glad you're with me today.
1: you for inviting me on your program. I know we've got some really interesting things to hear today.
0: Denise, today we're going to talk about a really powerful woman from the Old Testament.
1: Really powerful.
0: Now, we've already looked at Eve. Yeah. We've looked at Noah's wife, who I call the nameless wife. Wow, she had a lot of influence. We've looked at the example of Sarah, a woman that God really changed. And today we're going to look at the next woman. And my friends, you're going to really hear some interesting things today about a very powerful and influential woman from the Old Testament. But we're having such a good time together sharing with you, and thank you for letting us be with you today. And I want to tell you that if you need to be prayed for, reach out to us. We would love to pray with you. If you'll send us an email or give us a call, you'll discover that Rick Renner Ministries will really put their faith together with you for God to move mightily in your life. We believe Jeremiah 33, three, it says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. Together with you, we will cry out to God in faith and God really will do great and mighty things in your life. And please also remember that right now we're offering you the brand new series called 10 powerful women. Denise, this series is so good. (laughs) It's so loaded. It is loaded.
1: And it's encouraging, Rick. It's really encouraging to help women become more powerful, I would say.
0: And it doesn't just apply to women. All of these principles apply to men as well. But this is a series about women. And it comes with a study guide. And of course, I love my study guides. I work so hard on them for you. And when you read it, While you hear it or see it, it really reinforces the teaching down deep inside you. And right now, we're also offering you the book called All the Women of the Bible, What Women of the Bible Teach Us Today. This is such an amazing resource. It covers more than 400 women in the Bible and what we need to learn from what the Bible tells us about them. It is just powerful. So order yours. And remember that when you become a partner, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to our partner family. We're going to send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to partners. And the moment anyone becomes a partner with our ministry, we send them these two books as our way of saying welcome to the family. And please remember that from now until October, we're offering you at our radical discount on our ministry website, our brand new autobiography called Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth, Unlikely. Oh, it is such an unlikely story, but God delights in doing the unlikely and choosing those that are unlikely. And if anyone was unlikely to do what we're doing, it was Rick Renner and Denise Renner. But Denise, God called us. And we're here. We're here doing what he's called us to do. We're here by the grace of God. It's all by the grace of God. But when you embrace the grace, God will take you and will do unlikely things with your life.
1: Because we receive His miraculous power when we say yes.
0: Amen. Anyway, be sure to order yours at our website. But we'll be back in just a moment. And today we're going to begin covering the next powerful woman from the Old Testament.
2: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust. A message that will inspire, strengthen, And equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Well, welcome back. We're so glad you're with us. And today,
0: Denise and I are going to begin talking to you about a very powerful woman from the Old Testament. We've already looked at the example of Eve. Oh, she had a lot of influence. Mm -hmm. We've looked at the example of Noah's wife. We don't even know her name, Denise. But she changed human history. You can be invisible and be powerful And that is the example of Noah's wife. Then we looked at the example of Sarah, a woman who began very rude, very crude, very arrogant, obnoxious, but God turned her into a princess. That's amazing. God can do
1: anything with anybody.
0: And today we're going to look at the next woman, but it's a woman who never submitted to the touch of God, and she was powerful in a negative way. Well, women can be powerful. And very, very influential. That's why I asked Denise to be on the programs. Denise is powerful and Denise is influential. But when you read the Bible in the Old and in the New Testament, you find that there were women who used their influence in a bad way, there were women who used their influence in a positive way. It all depended on what God had done in their hearts. But today we're going to look at the example of a very wicked woman who used her influence in a really bad way. And I've got my Bible. Denise, do you have your Bible? I
1: have my Bible.
0: We're believing for a revival of the Bible in people's lives. Yes. So get your Bible. And today we're going to talk about Jezebel. You say, oh, she was such a wicked woman. She is such a wicked woman that no one wants to name their daughters or their grandchildren. Jezebel. Denise, have you ever met anybody who said, I want to name my little girl Jezebel? Rick,
1: I have never met a Jezebel
0: in my life. Well, probably you have, but maybe they weren't named Jezebel.
1: Oh, <laughs> now really be careful.
0: Gotta really be careful. There still are Jezebels out there, but they're not named Jezebel. But the name Jezebel is notorious. Nobody wants to name their child Jezebel. Jezebel, because Jezebel was such a wicked woman. In fact, she was the epitome of a wicked woman. Wow. But what do we know about Jezebel? Well, we know that Jezebel was not an ordinary woman. She was the daughter of a king, she was very influential, she was very gifted, very persuasive, she was beautiful. In fact, she was so striking that people were just smitten with her when they saw her. And when Ahab first saw her, he was so smitten with her, not just her looks, but with her character, her gifts, her talents, her persuasiveness, that he wanted to marry her. And the Bible tells us in 1 Kings 16, verse 31, He took to wife Jezebel and went and served Baal and worshiped him. Well, when you read 1 Kings and 2 Kings, we discover that Jezebel came from Phoenicia and her marriage to Ahab was a politically arranged marriage to unify the peoples of Israel and Phoenicia and to put an end to war. But he was really smitten by her. And she was a worshiper of a god named Melkart who was a form of Baal. This is a very wicked, dark kind of religion. And he was the chief god of Phoenicia. And when Jezebel came into Israel, she brought the worship of Melkart or Baal with her into the land of Israel. And she began to promote it all over the land of Israel. And she was such a wicked, wicked woman that the Bible tells us in 2 Kings 9, 22 and 30, she was filled with whoredoms and witchcrafts. That's who Jezebel was. That is how the Bible describes her. And in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 4, we are told that her wrath was so great against the prophets of God that many of the prophets of God hid from her. They were terrified of her. We read in 1 Kings 19, verse 2, that she even threatened the life of Elijah and claimed that her voice was equal to the voice of Elijah's or even greater. And the Bible tells us she was devious. She was manipulative. She controlled people like puppets, including the whole land of Israel, whom she manipulated and controlled through the throne of her husband, whom she also manipulated, and controlled. She was not the ruler, but she was the wife of the ruler, and she used him to get her way. She literally worked through him. Isn't that amazing, Denise? It's amazing. And the Bible tells us in 1 Kings 21-25, But there was none like unto Ahab, which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord. And then it adds this, Whom Jezebel his wife stirred up. This shows the influence of an ungodly wife. She stirred him up to do evil. And day in and day out, this wicked woman enticed her husband, incited her husband, manipulated her husband, and figured out a way to get him to do whatever she wanted him to do. That's the kind of woman she was. And this is how the Bible describes the character of Jezebel. She was the epitome of a manipulator. For example, once Ahab wanted his neighbor's land. His neighbor's land was Naboth. It was a vineyard. And as Ahab looked out on that vineyard, he really wanted it. So he went next door and tried to negotiate a deal to buy that piece of land. And Naboth said, no, this is our ancestral land. I cannot sell it. I'm going to keep it in my family. Well, Ahab was such a baby. He was like a spoiled child that when his neighbor said no, rather than act like a man and just accept the decision, he went home and began to weep and cry. He was sad. He began to sulk. He went to bed. He refused to eat. And when Jezebel came in and saw him so sad, sulking around, in bed, refusing to eat, she said, hey, I'll get you that land. I'll get it for you. And she began to use her conniving abilities to get him that piece of land. And she did something so terrible. She began to write letters in the name of her husband, the king, in the name of Ahab. And she began to falsely accuse the neighbor, Naboth. She accused him of blaspheming God, of blaspheming the king, things that he would never, never do. But she didn't care a thing about that neighbor. She was just going to scheme and connive until finally she would get that land for her husband, And she concocted this scheme, which people believed because she wrote the letters in the name of her husband. And she brought these charges against the neighbor and finally gave the order that he be stoned to death. And when Deboeth was dead, she came home and she said, hey, sweetheart, I got you that land. Come on, get out of bed, go next door, take it. I got you that land. That land is now yours. That is the kind of woman Denise that Jezebel was
1: Rick. I just see such a warning in this teaching because women are so powerful, and that we women we have to check what's in our heart, what's our purpose what are we what are we wanting, what are we about? what's the motive of our heart because We have power to get things done and we need to submit our hearts to God.
0: And honestly, Jezebel had a lot of gifts. She was a strong woman. There's nothing wrong with being a strong woman or being a gifted woman, but they have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit or they can become destructive. But the Bible tells us she was so evil that Elijah prophesied not only when she died would her her blood be licked by the dogs, but they said her body would also be eaten by the dogs. This proud, strong-minded, strong-willed, manipulative woman carried out foul schemes. She was influential. She was persuasive. But all of it was wrongly directed. And at the end of her story, her manipulations destroyed her husband. She destroyed her sons. And she destroyed an entire nation. And her death was dreadful, just like Elijah had prophesied. In 2 Kings 9, verse 10, Elijah prophesied, And the dogs shall eat Jezebel in the portion of Jezreel, and there shall be none of her to bury. When Ahab, her husband, was killed, another king was put in place whose name was Jehu. Jezebel continued her manipulations even after Ahab died and was trying to get control from the new king into the hands of her own son Joram because she knew she could control the nation through her son. And the Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 9 verse 30. And when Jehu, that's the new king, when he was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. Look at this. And she painted her face and looked out at a woman, at a window. She knew she was in trouble because her deeds were becoming known. She was known for being a conniver, She was known for being a manipulator and now Jehu was coming to town and rather than recognize his authority, which is another issue with Jezebel, she didn't submit to anybody's authority except her own. She saw herself as the ultimate authority in her life. And when Jehu came to town, rather than recognize the new authority, she painted her face, which is the picture of pride and arrogance. And she leaned out the woman and window and stared down at him, almost to despise him. Wow, this was an amazing woman. She had an opportunity to save her life, but yet, yet pride just drove her to do the wrong thing. And she defiantly painted her face and, in pride, looked down on Jehu. And the Bible tells us in Second Kings nine twenty-two to twenty-seven. And he, that's Jehu said, throw her down. <laughs> he has had enough of her. So they threw her down and some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses and he trod her under foot. Ugh! Oh, what an end. And when he was come in, he did eat and drink and said, go see now this cursed woman and bury her for she is a king's daughter. At least he respected her enough to give her a good barrel because she was a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. And in one instant, the prophecy about her death was fulfilled. And we're told in 2 Kings 9, 36 and 37, wherefore they came again and told Jehu. And he said, this is the word of the Lord which he spake by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel, and the carcass of Jezebel shall be as dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, This is Jezebel. They couldn't say, This is her grave. This is where she is, because there was none of her left except for just certain portions of her. She was devoured by dogs, And the only thing left of her was the defecation of Jezebel used to fertilize the nearby field. But it brings up a very interesting question. Why didn't the dogs eat her feet, her head, and her hands? Isn't that interesting? They ate everything else, but they did not eat her feet. They didn't eat her head, and they didn't eat her hands. Well, when you read Proverbs chapter 6, the Bible gives us seven abominations. And guess what? Jezebel committed all of them. Listen to what it says. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Verse 17. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. Verse 18. A heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet, That be swift in running to mischief. Verse 19, a false witness that speaketh lies and he that soweth discord among the brethren. Jezebel was the epitome of all of these. She had committed all of these abominations. She was so full of pride that she even painted her face in pride. So full of pride that the dogs didn't want to eat her head. That's amazing. The dogs didn't eat her feet because her feet had run and done so much mischief. The dogs didn't need her hands because her hands had shed so much blood. Jezebel had a proud look. She had a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. She had a heart that devised wicked imaginations. She had feet that were swift in running to mischief. She had a mouth that bore false witness and told lies. She had a reputation for sowing discord among people, or we could say she was arrogant. She was lying. She hurt people with her words and with her actions. She connived and she manipulated to get her way. She interfered in other people's business. She was given to mischief. She was given to gossip and making up stories and she was a source of strife or we could say it like this. She lied, she connived, she manipulated, she destroyed her husband, destroyed her children and destroyed the nation. And certain parts of her were so filthy with her abominations that the dogs wouldn't eat those parts of her. It's amazing. Proverbs 14, verse 1, a verse that Denise loves, says, Every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. This can apply to any woman in any situation. A godly woman can build her marriage. A foolish woman will tear it down. A godly woman will build her family. A foolish woman will tear it down. A godly woman will build the church. A foolish woman will run her mouth and her hands and her feet until she tears it down. A godly woman can help build a business. An ungodly woman with her own hands can tear it down. Godly women can build nations. Ungodly women can tear them down. Now, I can just hear somebody saying, Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You could say all that about men as well. That's right. Men can do the very same thing. But this is a series about women and powerful women. And we've already seen in this series the influence and the power that Eve had, the influence and the power that Noah's wife had, the influence and the power that Sarah had. And now we're looking at this terrible example of Jezebel, she had power, she had influence, and she used it in a wrong way to tear everything down. She tore down her husband. She tore down her sons. She tore down the nation. Well, all of that is clearly demonstrated in the story of Jezebel. But here's my question. What if Jezebel had submitted to the Spirit of God? God gave her those talents. God gave her that beauty. God gave her all that ability. Just imagine, Denise, if she had submitted to the power of God and allowed God to work in her life, the same woman which was such an instrument of destruction could have been such a positive gift to her husband, to her sons, and to her family. And this makes me want to read to you an important verse from Romans chapter 6, verse 13, which says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. But the word instruments appears two times in that verse, and both times when you read it in the Greek, Denise, it doesn't say instrument. It says weapon, which means what we do with our bodies determines what kind of weapon we are. We're all weapons. We're either killing or we're healing, but we're all weapons and we have to decide what kind of weapon we're going to be. And that's why this verse says, yield yourself to God so you can become a weapon of righteousness. Jezebel is the example of a woman who is a weapon of unrighteousness. What a story, Denise.
1: Yes. And ladies, we have that power all of us have that power to either build up or to tear down, and that all about our heart. What is the motive of our heart?
0: Well, we're out of time, but we'll be back in just a moment, and we
2: are going to pray for you women are powerful and very influential but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts the bible tells us of women like jezebel a woman who had no touch of god in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband her sons and her nation but the bible also gives examples of women who were supportive godly helpful and delivering In this amazing 10 part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament, Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
3: They will call and say, I just happened to come across this, this man and his demeanor and his, uh, he has such a peace about him. And I really like the fact that he is so versed in the Word of God, so versed in uh, what he's teaching on. You can tell he really puts the time into it. But he's also easy to listen to because um, I, you know, Pastor Rick is operating in his gift. And within that gift, there is um, a certain circle of people that may not always follow certain teachings, whether it be on healing or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that wasn't their background, but the way Pastor Rick's demeanor is, and because of his um, study of the Word, they take the time to listen. I've prayed with a lot of people that have been saved their whole life, been in church their whole life, and said, he makes me trust that if i call you and ask to be filled with the holy spirit that i'm getting something that's scriptural and so that, that just blesses me. And then we talk to a lot of people from other countries. I, I mean, we talk to people all over the world. Some people call in and think that we're in Russia. And we're like, no, this is his stateside office. He does have a, an office in Russia. But we talk to people, I mean, I just talked to someone this morning from Norway. We talked to people from Canada. We talked to people from India. So it's not just within the United States. We're talking to people all over the world. And we're reaching the whole world from right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's exciting. it was a great connection for them. So many people are isolated, have been isolated, and they were fearful, and they found a place where they could be encouraged, taught, strengthened, prayed for, and people who loved on them and cared for them.
0: My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the Bible. They're reaching out to us for resources, for prayer, and for ministry. And God has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them, and we need more space to do it. So would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project. I want to say thank you for letting me and Denise be with you today. This whole week, we're looking at women from the Old Testament. Tomorrow, we have one more. The next week, we're going to look at women from the New Testament. It's going to really be great, but Denise, tomorrow is exciting. But I want to remind you that we're offering you the brand new series called 10 Powerful Women. There is so much to learn from this, and it comes with a study guide And again, when you read it, while you see it or hear it, you really get the teaching down deep inside you. And we're also offering you right now the book called All the Women of the Bible, Everything You Always Wanted to Know, What Women of the Bible Teach Us Today. And Denise, this book covers 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is just sensational. You need this. And I want to remind you that when you become a partner, We'll send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness and my book called Life in the Combat Zone. We always give these to anyone who becomes a part of our family as partners. And from now until October, we're offering you, as a super discount on our website store, our brand new autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. The back of the book says, if you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out and experience your own unlikely adventure, this is the book for you to read. So go online and order today. You can order all of these by going online or giving us a call. And please let us know how to pray for you. But Denise, let's pray right now. Father, we thank you that you've given all of us influence and you want us to use it correctly. Help us to yield ourselves to God so we become weapons of righteousness in this world and in our families In Jesus' name, amen. We will see you tomorrow. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power.